Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Disclaimer. This recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Hello everyone. Today's podcast is going to sound a little bit different because I am on vacation. I've actually been taking some time off. I've been traveling, I went to Door County, Wisconsin, and now I'm back home at my parents' farm in Indiana. <laughs> and So it may sound a little bit different, but we're going to record this podcast, Rain or Shine. I've been wanting to do a podcast about this for a while, and it is about restriction versus boundaries, um, and really changing the way we think of restriction. Is it always a bad thing? Because obviously in the eating disorder community, in people that are anti-diet culture, any restriction is um, always seen as a very negative thing and has a lot of horrible effects. And I agree with a lot of that, but I also think there is room for restriction and restriction isn't always hard and fast, terrible, bad. It's not so black and white and we actually need some restriction in our life, not just with food, but with many things. And so I'm going to talk about that and um, what, what, how you can apply it to your life and bulimia and all that sort of thing. But first of all, I did just want to say that slowing down has been really helpful for me. I'm probably going to talk for about two minutes, three minutes about myself. So if you don't want to listen to that, please just skip ahead to the episode, fast forward. But um, I last week felt so hard, especially uh, I mentioned my last podcast that um, these past few months have been a little bit harder for me. I've just been feeling more stressed and feeling that pressure more and more. And last week, (laughs) my face broke out into a crazy um, severe allergic reaction and I still don't know exactly what it was from. It could be related to stress. We're really not sure. We're still figuring that out but it actually started impairing my breathing and um, my ability to breathe, ability to speak and so I had to get obviously treatment for that right away Um, but it was a really hard and fast sign for my body that no, you're going to take a break. I ended up having to cancel all my appointments that day and um, I was traveling that day and everything else was happening that day but I just really had to put everything on hold and take care of myself and it's a good reminder that everything else maybe isn't so important but you are very irreplaceable so if you are in a place right now in your life where you feel like I have to keep on going I have to do these things it has to get done notice the way you're talking to yourself and notice the way you're saying it has to be this way I have to do this um when really, when my health came into play and it was a, an actual emergency, everything that was really important was put front and center and I was able to prioritize that, no, I am important and all these other things can wait. And at the end of the day, everyone was so kind and gracious and understanding. Everyone was able to see, yeah, this is important and you need to do what you need to do to take care of yourself. So um, if you're in a place where you feel like ha- you have to do something, it might be good to list out what all you think that you have to do and list out what's really important to you. Obviously, hopefully you don't have emergencies all the time, but um, 
there's so many more things to life than just getting more and more work done and um, optimizing this and doing that. It's important to do that too. Growth and in, in business and your life and whatever, that's important. But it also is important to slow down, take time and think. And right now, as I'm recording this podcast, I'm sitting in my you know, childhood bedroom, looking out over the farm and, and the trees and I'm just watching things and realizing, yeah, it's really peaceful and it's been so revitalizing for me to have some time off and to really think about what I want to do where I'm at because sometimes if you don't slow down you get caught up in a cycle of constantly going 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 constantly doing not really thinking ahead just doing everything you can to make that day function and that's not the life I want to live or the life you guys want to live and I'm sure I'll get caught up in that cycle again at some point and then I will take another break so that I can redirect course correct and move forward and hopefully improve from where I once was. So it always sounds enlightening but we all slip up with the same mistakes all the time. Anyway, restriction. Is it always bad? Is it always damaging? What is restriction? Is restriction, um, can restriction be good in some ways? And so the first thing I want to talk about maybe is the, the arguments for why restriction is so bad. And when I say restriction, I'm talking about um, dietary restrictions in general. So let's say that you are restricting certain food groups or you're just restricting your calorie intake or um, that sort of stuff. It's restricting yourself from a supply of anything, um, whether it's in and you restriction doesn't necessarily apply to food, but we're talking about food. And commonly what you see in bulimia is um, you'll have a binge session and then you'll purge and then you'll restrict the food that you are eating the next day or the day of or maybe you have a spout of really horrible eating let's say where you're eating tons of junk food or tons of high calories and then you'll restrict for a long period of time meaning keep your calories low for a long period of time and only eat a little bit followed by another binge or something like that the, what happens a lot of times when people say restriction is so bad is that, first of all, your body just doesn't really love when you suddenly take all of its calories away, all of its energy energy supplies. You take any creature and you starve it for a little while. Um, it's going to probably binge on food the next chance it gets, and it's probably going to have a really weird attitude around food where it thinks that it's never going to get it again. It's in a period of starvation, so it really wants to take that food in and be like, oh my God, let's get all we can get right now because we never know know um restriction it can makes you feel like whatever you are restricting there is a limited supply of this is an exclusive to food obviously other examples include money time toilet paper as we saw in the COVID-19 pandemic um it creates this binge mentality actually um it can create this binge mentality of have it now or you'll never have it again which is a lot of times with people that's how a lot of people negotiate binging um one of the common things that hear clients talk about is how they're saying well this is the last time or you're never gonna you never ever have this or we might as well have it right now and since we're having it let's have a whole bunch because we know we're not gonna get this for a long time they usually tell themselves you know never gonna have it again but obviously that's never actually true makes you feel like it's a limited supply it makes you feel like um you're never going to get it again creating these binges um and creating this lack of control when you actually have the food around and it makes it taboo and more exciting when you do in fact have what you're restricting by making it a limited resource again it feels like this is rare it's special it's um a really it only comes around once a year it's like christmas cookies you know you're like ooh, i might as well have them because we never have them again except for every year and you can make the christmas cookies at any time you want. Um, 
also just breaking this restriction feels liberating. It feels like you are breaking free and doing something that is against the rules. A lot of people, they put their, they put their own self-imposed restrictions on themselves and it creates this dynamic between you and yourself of having rules that you have to follow. And then when you break those rules, it kind of feels exciting. Like you're doing something, um, against the rules, uh, feeling like you are a little bit of a troublemaker or a rebel. And that can be really, really enticing and fun and, and also just tapping into taboo things can sometimes be exciting in itself. Um, it's intriguing at the very least. And it can create a lack of trust in yourself, depending on the reason that you're restricting. Because a lot of times I see people putting rules around themselves because rules that are in such a way that they don't trust themselves being like you you can't have this in the house because you can never be trusted with it we know how you are without it it creates kind of this um this you it's rules or restrictions are kind of just this set of long beliefs that you have that you follow um and having a rule like you can't keep cookie dough in the house it really keeps reinforcing that belief that right i can't be trusted i can't be trusted on a cookie dough i have no control around cookie dough and then what do you do when you have cookie dough well combined with never having it all the time being excited restricting and then also you have this core belief now of i can't be trusted i lose complete control around cookie dough then you don't even try when you're around the cookie dough you're just like well I don't have control there's no way that I could possibly it just it just reinforces the cycle all around so <laughs> to review that um it makes you feel like there's a limited supply of something um it makes it taboo and exciting and also feels like these heavy rules and restrictions that you're going to want to rebel against them it feels like it's dragging and draining so of course you're going to rebel against it and it's just exciting to break the rules and it creates a lack of trust and it creates a core belief system in yourself that you can't be trusted around food, um, making you really act out around certain foods. That's um, There are other reasons why restriction is damaging just from a biological level that I think a lot of people know. I think a famous study people like to point out is the Minnesota starvation study. And there have been plenty of other studies on like rats and things like that where they restrict certain foods and then watch them maybe binge or something like that. Or they end up being overweight afterwards or something like that because um, they were playing around with restriction. I think um, Evelyn Triboli, I'm, hoping I'm saying her name correctly, who wrote the intuitive eating book. That book actually has a lot of great information on um, why restriction and self-imposed restriction can be really bad and can create much more harmful effects than you realize. So highly recommend that resource as um, checking out some of the biological reasons behind restriction and um, the social factors of restriction. Now, restriction though, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I don't think it's always bad. And I think there's a way to do restriction right. And there's a way to do restriction wrong. Now, I first think it's important to go into, well, what is really restriction? And restriction is kind of a mental construct or a physical construct. It's something you put on yourself when we're talking about restriction in terms of food. A lot of people decide their own restrictions. It's not like they're following the law that's imposed on them or anything. It's their own law. It's their own mental construct that they have created that they follow by. Um, restriction literally is you not being able to do or have something. You have a seatbelt on and therefore you your body is restricted by the belt. But restriction can also be self-imposed, meaning you decide to restrict yourself from certain foods, behaviors, etc. But restriction isn't always bad. And 
here's what I want to give some examples outside of food first, because I think that's a really having metaphors. is a really helpful way to understand different subjects. That's how we learn. Um, so let's take money. For example, restricting your money can be a good thing. No one would scoff at a budget. For, for example, no one, if you were to make a budget and be like, Hey, look at this. No one's going to be like, Oh, you're making a budget. How silly. That's really restrictive with your money. People would say, generally, that's a good thing. Now, budgets can be overly restrictive. And a lot of times when people set up budgets and they make a budget where they're only eating, you know, they only have a $50 per week grocery budget and they're only eating ramen noodles, they're eventually going to break that budget. And that's when budgets oftentimes fail because they're too restrictive, they're too unrealistic, they're too um, tight. and Or like they'll set a budget or whatever and then some sort of car emergency. That happened to me all the time because I drove an old car for a long time I would be like here's my beautiful budget for the month and then my car Lucy would just put out some stupid part would go out and I'd have to spend $300 on her to fix it right (laughs) so budgets can be a really good thing but they can also be a really bad thing but on the flip side you know that's what can be bad about restricting with money and budgets but budgets actually allow you to pay for things you want long term like a house or a car or a vacation it's considered responsible to budget because it's going to allow you to have money long term and allow you to pay for emergencies and have a really well-rounded life money is important for you to survive in the society that we live in now so no one is going to tell you don't budget your money, don't try to be responsible, don't restrict with your money. Some restriction with money, depending on your income, some people maybe not, but a lot of times it's generally a good idea to restrict your money and not just give all your money away. Now, something important people do is they have good reasons for why they're restricting their money. Generally, you know, with me, sometimes I have a bad relationship with money where I tell myself you can't be trusted with money and that creates kind of a binge mentality with money. It's really weird. I'm working on this. But um, when I tell myself I can't be trusted with money, money is a limited resource, um, you, money is scary, but I, I don't know how to handle money, that sort of stuff. That's when I start to behave worse with money and I start to exhibit those behaviors. Another good example of restriction is having healthy boundaries with people that could be um, abusive in your life or um, they are maybe manipulative or something like that. I think a, a good example of this is people that have parents who they love and they don't necessarily want to cut out of their life. They do have a lot of toxic behaviors. They do they say really mean things to their children. Their children have tried to talk to them before. I have a client who she um, her, her father really, really, he loves her. He spends time with her. But at the same time, he he can be really nasty towards her sometimes and say things that really hurt her feelings and um, make her feel less so. And he, she's tried to talk to him about it, but he will not budge on the subject. He just says, he'll then say, you know, you are too sensitive. And so with this client, it's really important for her to just draw boundaries and say, okay, I can't change this behavior, but I can say when it's not okay and walk out of the room and just not actually deal with the behavior in itself because I've made requests. I don't want this in my life. And whenever she has these things, it's, it has these things happen around her, it's more likely she's going to binge because a lot of times binging behavior can be an emotional response. So For her, setting up healthy boundaries, healthy restriction on how much she sees him and restriction around when he starts saying these things, she's out. No one would look at her and say that's a bad thing. 
no one would say you're being too restrictive with your father. They would say that's setting up healthy boundaries. That's having respect for yourself. And that's having integrity with, hey, I don't take this anymore. And this is really bad for me. And so I want to keep my mental health in check. And so we're not going to deal with this anymore. Now, but with food, we always kind of say, oh, any restrictions kind of a bad thing. Here's an example maybe of responsible and healthy restriction in a diet. Restricting how much sugar you have could be a responsible thing, just like you would encourage a child to eat vegetables instead of exclusively eating ice cream, because exclusively eating ice cream or high sugar diets would lead to health issues eventually. Now, the difference is if someone were like, I can never ever have sugar ever unless maybe you know they're diabetic or something like that um, most people can have some sugar and it's not a huge deal like I can never have sugar and if I do I will lose all control or I will be completely unhealthy or um, I will go, go into insulin resistance immediately something like that then I'd say you know maybe that restriction isn't the best and they never ever ever allow themselves to have anything that's when you get into really horrible restrictive territory but no one would say um if you said, I, I don't want to have cereal every single day for breakfast because it's really high in sugar. I don't necessarily feel very well when I have that all the time. Um, I'm going to restrict the amount of cereal I have to maybe one to two days a week. And the rest of the days, I'm going to have some sort of oat breakfast with eggs or some sort of protein, fat, and mix in the morning. Um, that is restricting. It is setting up a boundary, a rule that you have really good reasons for and being okay with it. The reasons though aren't you can't be trusted, sugar's the devil, all these sorts of things. It's just a rule of, hey, sugar doesn't necessarily make me feel that great. It can be nice in moderation, but it's not the best to have for breakfast for all these health reasons. So I'm just going to opt to have this instead. And we can have sugar later if we really want to, but I don't want to have it every single day. That is a form, I'd say, of really healthy restriction. And we all have these restrictions in our minds, whether we're really aware of it or not. When people say no restriction, I really don't like it because some restriction is good. Just like with your money, with your boundaries with people, it's really important to have a little bit of restriction in your life without rules, without boundaries. It would be complete chaos and, and who knows what we would be doing and I'm sure health wouldn't be in a very good spot. Now, rules can be too hard, too fast, where you're relying so much on your external rules that you don't trust your body whatsoever. But intuitive eating, the book, it really goes into how you can trust your body and your body knows what's best. But sometimes your body does get it wrong. So I think that you have to take all of this with a grain of salt and have a really healthy balance of paying attention to rules, but also paying attention to, paying attention to hey, when my body has sugar, I really want more sugar. So maybe it's time for me to step in a little bit over my body and be gentle and use the nutritionist voice, the um, person or ahead that cares about our health too and take that into account. Um, it's about being gentle with these rules, not hard and fast and it's this way or the highway. You make the rules, they get to be broken. Restriction also can make you feel less bogged down by decision, less overwhelmed, less confusion. If there's something that trips people up a lot in recovery and what I've seen with my clients is that they overthink things and that creates a lot of confusion and um, not sure and overwhelm and ultimately leads them to make some worse decisions because they start overthinking things and getting confused. Um, having some really good restri restriction such rules such boundaries I think we'll start saying from here on out is that it allows you to be like 
oh, but I this is the boundary that I have. Let's just go in and just follow we this, the rules that we set for tonight. A lot of times when people are trying not to binge for the first time, having some rules, some restrictions in there about what they're actually going to do when they it comes around to the evening when they usually binge is really helpful than going in there with no game plan whatsoever. That will be a time where putting some restrictions on yourself saying, you know what, we're just not going to eat after 10 tonight or not going to eat after eight o'clock tonight because whenever we do that it tends to turn into binge we're just going to hold back on that it's not a you can't eat after eight because you're going to gain tons of weight it's like no we don't want to go in the kitchen after eight because we know what that leads to let's just stay in bed this is a restriction we're putting on ourselves, but it's not because we can't be trusted it's just we don't want to put ourselves in a situation where we're vulnerable to binging you see the difference in the language that I'm talking about? A lot of people, when they have restriction, they use so much harsh language with themselves. Like, I should be doing this. I have to be doing that. You can't be doing this. All of those things feel like rules and feel demeaning. But saying, we don't want to go in tonight and go to the kitchen. Instead, we are choosing to stay in bed and just read a book and because we want to and hear the reasons why. And they're really good reasons that are about your health and your well-being and long-term. That's a much better restriction, a much better feeling restriction because it feels self-imposed and it also feels like you are the one in control because you are. And it feels gentle and it feels caring. It's almost like a parent. Um, Something that I say a lot that is helpful is talk to yourself when you are imposing restrictions or imposing guidelines, boundaries on yourself, is talk to yourself as if you were a parent explaining to a child why they can't um, run really close to the edge or they can't run around pools. It's not because they hate the children and because the children are stupid. It's because if they're running around the pools, they could slip and it's wet and crack their head on the cement and they really just want them to be safe and have an enjoyable time. Same with if you were explaining why they can't eat ice cream all the time for dinner, you would probably say something along the lines of, actually, ice cream is really a wonderful thing. It tastes nice. It's an enjoyable experience. However, if you have ice cream all the time for dinner, you're probably not going to grow big and strong. You're probably not going to feel very good and it won't last very long. You probably should have some dinner, some healthy balance of um, you know, carbs, vegetables, and fat, protein. And then what you can do afterwards is have ice cream if you really want to. That's how you would explain it to a child. But when you talk to yourself with rules, it's like a complete nasty 180 and you become this awful parent who is abusive towards yourself. You have to be as just as gentle as you would someone else and that's a really good way to put good restrictions on yourself that are helpful so all this and said I've kind of touched on it quite a bit but what is the difference between then you know what is the line between healthy restriction and bad restriction because Obviously, with eating disorders, especially bulimia, anorexia, people can fall too heavily into the restriction realm, and that's when they get really far gone. Um, so I would say, when I ask people, because a lot of people, my clients come in and they have a lot of food rules like this, a lot of things that are actually hindering them, they need to really loosen the reins on food rules, but then sometimes they have to actually strengthen up some of their restrictions when it comes to food it's a balance so we go over their rules usually ask them to list them out and I, I ask them these things are your rules causing more harm than good I think this is an important question and probably one of the core ones because if it's harm harmful if it's creating a net negative balance then why are you holding on to that rule look at your reasons for it if there aren't any good reasons and it's causing you harm more harm than good probably should take it out
Um, are you scared to break them? That is a huge indicator that the restriction is getting quite disordered maybe and it's also causing more harm than good and it's um, it's a really false sense of control that you have because if you're following rules but you're scared to break them, um, it's not, a, you're living kind of a half-life. So for me, I don't have ice cream for, um, ice cream and popcorn for dinner usually, but I'm also, it's, it's kind of a, an unconscious rule that I follow that I usually have, um, some protein, vegetables, fats for dinner or something like that, something along those lines. However, um, yesterday or the day before I had popcorn and ice cream for dinner and I was willing to break those rules and it wasn't a big deal. That's because, you know, I was out, I was with my family, we're going to the movies. I already felt kind of full from the ice cream and popcorn. So I didn't feel like I needed dinner also. And it's not an everyday occurrence and it's on vacation. It's not a big deal. Well, it's not going to kill me. Those are all the reasons that I thought this isn't a big deal. I'm willing to break the rules. But some people get into the territory where they're like, I can't break the rules ever because if I do, I'll lose complete control and will go complete spiral into the exact opposite thing of what I want to be. That's when, you know, the restrictions probably not helping and you need to rethink your rules a little bit and maybe purposefully set out to break the rules and um, show yourself that you can actually do that. Another thing, um, where is the line between healthy restriction and bad restriction is, do you like your reasons and do you have actually good reasons? Do you have reasons at all that make sense? If you were to, a good question to ask is, if you were to tell this to another person, what would they say? Because there were a lot of times in my eating disorder where um, even before bulimia had developed, I had um, definitely a lot of weird signs going on, weird behaviors, whole host of disordered eating that was going on somewhere along between the lines of binge eating and um, orthorexia and everything in between who knows but a lot of the things I was doing I didn't really recognize that they were disordered I didn't I didn't really realize it even though it was so obvious looking back if I were to tell you all things that I did like um uh, uh, saying no to social events constantly counting calories not eating all day and then having um then losing control in the middle of the day and eating all of the food um and then restricting for long periods of the time um exercising midday or um in at 11 o'clock at night after a meal um like tons of strange stuff taking laxatives to reach a goal weight even that i didn't think i had a problem i didn't i didn't really realize that is an issue you shouldn't be doing that but i didn't think it was disordered but i also knew in the back of my mind i can't tell this to people because they would think it was weird they would they wouldn't understand but they would think it was weird now that is a sign that something may be off these restrictions may be hindering you and hurting you more than you realize and ask yourself if someone were to hear these rules why would they think it was weird why would they think it was damaging why would they be concerned and that can help you get out of your own head that's also why it's helpful to talk to someone because oftentimes we don't catch the crazy shit that we're doing that is behind closed doors we don't realize is crazy so that's a really good indicator um but also do you like your reasons to get back to the original thing make sure you have really good reasons for why you're doing what you're doing the rules a lot of my rules that i have that i kind of unconsciously follow 
they're closely aligned with who I want to be, my health and my mental health and my enjoyment in life. I think those are huge factors that impact a diet. Um, if, if for me, having a really healthy salad with tons of vegetables and protein, so important for my my health and physical well-being and, and uh, my gym performance and my actually mental performance with my clients. But also having some ice cream with my family is also just important for my quality of life and enjoyment enjoyment in life and satisfaction in life. All those rules are all the those reasons that I have come into play with my rules in life and I never include a rule or restriction that I have that um, is going to hinder me or isn't something I'm willing to do forever um, and isn't something that I'm that I think I can sustain long term and isn't something that I think is going to lead me back into an eating disorder as well. So take that into account with the rules that you have, list them all out. Uh, the last thing I might say is are you willing for them to evolve and be um, challenged and to be changed? So another thing people do is they start to think this is the way I eat now. I have to eat like this forever. If I set a rule, it has to be like this forever. When really your diet changes your whole life. Um, your body changes your whole life. You have different nutritional requirements at 26 than you do at 78. You have different um, nutritional requirements if you're um, going to become pregnant or are pregnant or if you are training for something. Um, different physical activities that you do throughout your life, different work career things changes, um, different environments that you're in. They're all going to change change your nutrition and your requirements. Some things will stay the same, but a lot of things will change. So your food rules that you have now are going to evolve. They're going to be different and that's okay. That's how it is. I think we think we have to get into this habit and when they suddenly start breaking down or they change, we think something's wrong and we think there were a failure because we weren't, weren't able to adhere. But really, that's just the way of life. My diet has been completely upside down. <laughs> um, uh, and when I say diet, it's not like a weight loss diet. It's just a diet, you know, whatever I'm eating right now. It's been completely different um, while I've been vacationing and traveling with my family, and that's totally fine. I'll probably go back to my regular routine, but some things might change when I go back home because of this stint of time where I have changed a little bit. So keep that in mind. Are you willing for them to be evolved and changed? And if you're not and you're sacrificing um, socialization, you're sacrificing um, going out and doing things, you're sacrificing your happiness to keep these rules in play, that's probably a sign of bad restriction, a restriction that's being more harmful to you than good, not helpful. And so I think one last thing I might say, I think I've covered a lot on why I don't think, why I think restrictions can be really important and um, how to maybe set them and be gentle with them uh, and why they can be really bad also. But I don't think some restriction, I don't think some restriction is a bad thing. Certainly not. I think we all need a little healthy restriction in our life. Something though to keep in mind um, when people are talking about restriction is that Maybe change your mindset around around it a little bit and change the, the language or verbiage that you use when you are imposing restrictions on yourself. So instead of saying, I can't, I should, I must, I shouldn't, I have to, um, all those things sound very very forceful and they sound very like you have no control it sounds like you are just a, 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 a plastic bag in the wind and you have to go with the currents you can't change it you're forced to it really takes away your own autonomy and it feels 
as humans, I think, I think we just don't like that. I don't like it when I have things that I'm forced to do. Nobody likes that. Um, people like their strong sense of self. So when you're using language that like that with restrictions that are even good for you, when we talk about good restrictions, if you're trying to impose good restrictions, like not binging, um, or trying to have a healthy dinner in, in turn with some enjoyment eating, but you're using language like I have to eat broccoli. Broccoli is like, we can't eat anything else. We should be eating broccoli. We should be doing these things for our life. It makes you feel the exact opposite. And it also kind of paralyzes you because when you say that, it makes you feel fearful if you don't. Um, It creates a stress response. I was talking to a client um, and it creates a stress response. So try using language like I want to for these reasons. We we actually enjoy broccoli or, you know, if you don't enjoy broccoli, eat something else that's healthy, but that you actually enjoy it. But we're choosing to do this. We're doing this because we don't have to, but we'd like to. Um, that's more empowering, I think, to say, I want to, I choose to, I can, if I want. Um, we'd like to hear reasons why we want to do what we want to do. Uh, one of my clients, very insightful girl, she was talking about how the most important thing for her is reminding herself of her reasons why she wants to do the boundaries that she has set. Because if she just if she just goes in and says, you should be doing this, it feels, again, very lack of autonomy and it feels like she wants to break those rules. But when she reminds herself really of why those boundaries are there and that she's the one that created them, she can break them anytime, but they're there for her for a reason and that she wants to do them, it makes it so much easier and so much more comforting and gentle. Um, and also being compassionate with yourself with these boundaries, even when you accidentally break them or you don't do as good of a job at adhering to them, forgiving yourself and moving on and realizing there's nothing to forgive because you're the one that set the boundaries in the first place. So restriction in summary can be a really, really important thing for life. And I think we all need a healthy dose of restriction slash boundaries in our life, but restriction can be very bad. It can really lead to a lot of things. You have to use it with your own guidance and um, and keen eye and mind. You can't just expect yourself to follow all of them all at once. They need to have good reasons behind them. They need to be serving you, not hindering you. And they need to be um, able to be broken when you want them to be broken. Uh, but the restrictions on all bad and really take back your power maybe from restrictions last thing I'll say you're the one that is imposing it you're the one that gets to make the rules remind yourself of that especially when your rebellious brain comes into play you get to choose what they are you get to choose why they're there you are the the queen king ruler um <laughs> um whatever of your kingdom you get to do whatever you want to do and remind yourself of that i think it's really empowering to realize you get to make the rules and no one else does and that's fun so Anyway, I hope this has maybe changed your perspective a little bit on restriction and maybe how you think of your own self-imposed rules. If I had to give you any homework from this podcast, it would be to write down all your food rules. And when you think you've written them all down, keep asking yourself, what else? What else? When you just start listing them out, you realize you have a lot more rules than you realize you were following. And then just be honest with yourself about what's helping you, what's not helping you. What would someone else say about these restrictions? Um... Are some of them really good that you want to keep and keep them? Um, Are you scared to break them? Yes or no? Uh, Would you like to uh, 
Um, are there some that you'd like to add that would actually be better than the current ones that you have? Um, and why are you holding on to them? And are you willing to let them change and evolve? I think that will be really powerful work if you actually write those things down. So do it. Pause the podcast right now and do it. <laughs> and then I guess I'll see you guys later. I'll talk to you guys next week. I'm planning a few interviews coming up in the podcast, so that should be fun. Um, please enjoy your weekend. Take some time out, rest, and recover. And um, never give up on yourselves, my friends. Bye. Hey, if you like this episode, you have to come check out the Binge Breakers Recovery Course. If you're trying to recover from bulimia and you're sick of doing it alone and you feel like you've tried a lot of traditional therapies and it's not working with you, come join the course. Go to bingebreakers.com slash recovery dash course.